did we go from having this conversation of, okay, we're going to expand your role to now we're kind of taking everything out of the way and went back in and asked them, I'm like, why, why is this happening? And what they said next hit me harder than what they had even told me before. And they said, Tammy, this wasn't up to us. This isn't what we think you deserve, but we did not have control over this. And I'm sitting there thinking, if I don't have control and my managers don't have control, who is controlling where my career is going? And it was in that moment that I realized that I didn't want to live that way. I didn't want to live with someone else pulling the strings or deciding where I was going to go. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Tammy is a success coach energy shifter, author, and speaker who inspires successful professionals who are dreaming to do something new and make better decisions. Her number one bestseller book in Amazon, You Already Made the Decision, You Just Aren't Happy With It, is a guide on how to make better decisions or live with the ones you've already made. Tammy has made it her mission to liberate independent success-minded professionals from the shackles of a corporate career so they can start and grow their business and not only replace their income, but exceed it. I have Tammy with me. Tammy, welcome to the show. I am so excited for you to be here. Thank you, Linda. I'm so excited to be here with you and talk to your audience. Like I love mompreneurs. So I'm excited to be here sharing. Yeah, I can't wait. I know our audience is really going to love this episode. I know that they're going to get a lot of good input from you, especially with your Amazon book. Hello. I know that sometimes I get stuck on certain decisions that I make. And I have definitely learned to be like, hey, this is a learning lesson. This is this hasn't been a waste of time. It's just a learning opportunity. This is an opportunity. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your book and what is like the biggest takeaway in your book? Yeah. So my book is that guide on how to make better decisions or live with the ones you've made. And so a few things you'll find in my book, we give you some quick tips on how to make some quick decisions. When you're like stuck in that indecision, how do I move forward? How do I make the right decision? And then I go into a formula that I've created for making a lasting change in your life. And what that is, is the clarity trifecta. And it is the the formula that's going to help you stop spinning, get into action, take the steps, build your confidence to get out there and make a change that you want to make in your life. I love that. Amen. So, okay. So basically what made you and what, what was your decision on making this book? Because I know like titles are important, just having the energy and the capacity to create a book takes a lot of time and effort. So like, why, why this book? Yeah. Great question. So I was one of those people who, when you know, the speakers up in the front of the room and they're like, who here wants to write a book? And like 90% of the room raises their hand. I was one of the 10% who did not raise my hand. I was like, I don't want to write a book. I don't care to write a book. I didn't know what I would want to write a book on, but I love speaking. And I got into a speaker program that part of our process was to write a book. 
And so I was like being forced, I felt like in some ways to write a book. <laughs> I was like, oh. what am I going to write this book about? What do I want to really leave my mark on? And what really means, you know, has some value to me? Like, what are the things that I've learned throughout my life? And decision-making was something that I kept coming back to because I see so many people struggling with how do I make the right decision? And then, then they say they want to do something, but they're not taking the steps to actually make it happen. You know, they say they want a better life. They say they want a better job. They say they want to start a business. They say they want a better relationship, you know, or get out of a bad relationship, or they want to do something different in their life. But instead of making it happen, they sit with that decision. And the truth is they already made the decision. They decided that that's actually not what they want. They just want to talk about it. They don't actually want to make it happen. And so I want to see people get out of just talking about it and actually making it happen. And that's where the book was born from. And, you know, the title, you already made the decision. You're just not happy with it is because I see that all the time. You know, people say they want something different, but the truth is they've made that decision to be exactly where they are because everything in our life is based around the decisions we make. And we can wake up at any moment and make a different decision but most people don't. They keep making the same decisions every day, day after day, and getting the same results. And then they complain about it and they're, you know, unhappy about it and they post it on social media, but they don't actually take action and make the change. Oh, I like that because I recently have realized that I am an emotional eater. Mm. And the only way that I came into that my conclusion was because I was honestly tired of the decisions I was making. Like I was tired of seeing a certain number on the scale. And so I really asked myself like that question, like, man, Linda, what is it? Like, what is the root cause here of your weight? You know? And I've, and I've learned it was the decisions I was making. It was the decisions of the habits I was making. And that was not being cognizant of what I was eating. And if I was stressed out, instead of like, like looking at that emotion, right? Mm -hmm. I'd rather eat. <laughs> like I'll yep. just you know, stuff my face with something because I'm stressed out. I'm going to go ahead and eat something. And I, I saw that it was a decision I was making. What was the root cause, right? Yeah. My decision, right? And so we can get stuck with that, right? Exactly. And you're choosing comfort, right? Because you're in that moment of stress and you want something that's you feel like is going to make you feel good. And so the things that you enjoy, the sugar, all of those things are those comfort foods and it's hard, it's easy to just go grab them and be like, okay, this, at least this makes me feel good. If the rest of my life is not going so great, or, <laughs> you know, this moment isn't going the way yeah. I want it to, at least there's something I can control that makes me think I feel good, but later we feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really um, aimed more to the savory portions of the sweet, but yeah. you know, I like, I like salty food. Sweets really make me sick. So I was like, no sweets, but some sweets I will do. <laughs> like donuts those are good because it's like they're kind of salty but they're also sweet so yeah we all, all right. have our, our little downfalls <laughs> right <laughs> yeah okay so Tammy tell us a little bit about your background so how you started where you started why this right like how mm -hmm. did this passion come to life yeah it was not what I 
thought I was going to end up doing. So I started off as a CPA. I call myself a recovering CPA now because I've gotten out of that and, you know, worked my way up in the corporate environment and made a few career transitions along the way, but spent most of my career in the real estate investment management space. And I got to a point in my career where I was, we were going through another reorganization and they were talking to me about taking on an expanded role and I was pretty excited about it. And, and we were, you know, kept taking longer and longer and longer. We were having more and more discussions around it as a large fortune 100 company. And so it got to a point where I would hit my 12 week mark where I was pregnant and I was like, I need to go tell them that I'm pregnant with my second. Cause I had had multiple miscarriages prior to that. And so I kept it pretty quiet up until that point, went in and told my managers that I was pregnant. And of course they were excited for me and congratulated me, but then everything went silent when it came to the reorganization. And I stepped back and I'm like, okay, what's happening? And they're like, oh, it's just going up for approvals. And, you know, it turned into weeks. And finally I got a phone call from one of my managers and they said, you know, can you come up to my office? And I'm like, well, that's odd because I had two reporting managers and One of them I never really talked to, and that was the one who called me. And so I went up to his office, and there sitting was my other manager, and I never talked to them together. So now I'm like, okay, something's really up. And they proceeded to tell me Hold on. Hold on. First of all, let's just pause there. I I want to say I'm so sorry. You know, I know miscarriages are extremely difficult, and I do apologize that you've, you know, not apologize, but I'm so sorry you've gone through that, you know? Um. I always feel like very like, um, like, man, what can I do? Right. In those moments. But, um, okay. So this is pretty big deal. How do you feel? How did, what was your, like your feeling when you like walked into that room? How were you feeling? I like, as soon as I saw them both sitting there, I'm like, something's happening. Like something that's not good. <laughs> did you that's feel it in your heart? Did your like heart drop or, or, you know, yeah, my, you I like feel a, it in my like, stomach. What did your intuition? Yeah. What did your intuition say? You know? Yeah. I could definitely feel it in my stomach. I'm like, okay, there's something about to go down here. Was still that uncertainty of exactly what that was going to be. But so I sat down and I was just kind of very hesitant, you know, just sitting back, ready to listen and not quite ready for what I was going to hear. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. So So I sat down and they proceeded to tell me that not only was I not getting the expanded role we talked about, but they were going to be taking all my current direct reports away. I was going to be moving under another manager who knew nothing about what I did. And they still expected me to be responsible for everything I was already overseeing, but without any direct reports. And went on to tell me a few more things about people within my organization, my management and where they were going to go, which I knew didn't align with what their goals were. And so then I also was feeling almost guilty that they were putting my people and the people I was responsible for in positions that I knew they didn't want because we had had those conversations. Wow. And so I started shaking (laughs) and I said, you know, I think I need to walk out of the room before I say something I'm going to regret. And that's what I said to him. I'm like, I need to get up and leave right now because I was in shock. 
I was like, this of is course. what we're yeah. about. This is what's happening. And so I went back to my office. I closed my door and I cried for the first time ever at my job. And I pulled myself together and I'm like, I got to find out why this is happening. Like, why did we go from having this conversation of, okay, we're going to expand your role to now we're kind of taking everything out of the way and went back in and asked them, I'm like, why, why is this happening? And what they said next hit me harder than what they had even told me before. And they said, Tammy, this wasn't up to us. This isn't what we think you deserve, but we did not have control over this. And I'm sitting there thinking, if I don't have control and my managers don't have control, who is controlling where my career is going? And it was in that moment that I realized that I didn't want to live that way. I didn't want to live with someone else pulling the strings or deciding where I was going to go. And I had to step back and say, okay, what do I want to do going forward? And it took a while. It took me some time to process what was happening and really understand the impact, but also to figure out, you know, I thought I was on a directory. I didn't, at that point, I hadn't considered starting a business. And so I started working with a coach. I started working with an energy healer. And throughout that process, I realized that it was a combination of those things that I wanted to help other people with. And so I started off, you know, as a leadership coach, I had always called myself a mentor manager. And I liked helping people, you know, figure out their next career step and where they wanted to go. And so I was very passionate after that incident too, about leadership and how leadership- Okay, you- Sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like there was such, and and, you know, sorry listeners, but we are going to go back to finish this story, but I feel as though there's such a huge block that that was missed, which was, what did you do after that? Like, (laughs) you got the bad news. Yeah. You got the bad news. Like, what were your next steps? How did you get over it? Oh, you know, I I understand you brought on, yeah, you brought on some- some healers because I, I can honestly say that that is pretty dramatic right mm-hmm. you just got you know a, a, it's I feel like there's a little bit of embarrassment there too right you're walking in your room two people that you're kind of confiding to have this control and it's like you don't you have like no choice like is it me right you kind of have right. like, the, like is it me is it what I'm doing like yeah what's going on like what did I do wrong so you can feel like I don't know like I put myself in your shoes and I feel like hey you know like what's going on you know and you don't even have someone else that's behind the scenes making that decision you have no idea who that person is Mm -hmm. you know you're kind of like put on a spot you're in the spotlight another person is just who is this other person right so it's kind of like yes yeah and and there's a little more to the story and but you know I kind of knew who it was (laughs) it was one of the senior okay you know I had I knew some things that had happened in my area with him. And I don't think he liked the fact that I knew there was, you know, so there was a lot of circumstances behind it. Um, But in the end, I'm sitting there, you know, trying to figure out how to move past it. Yeah. And, you know, initially I was like, okay, I'm just going to bite my tongue, work through my maternity leave, just do my job. And when I come back, then I'll, you know, figure out that next step. And when I came back, my first instinct wasn't still to just go out and start a job. I mean, I did start 
thinking about what those things could be. But I reached out to my business partners who I had great relationships with and said, you know, I'm interested in switching areas. If you have something that comes up, let me know. And five o'clock on a Friday night, I get a you know, message from one of my um, peers and said, you know, I, we have an opening. I'd like you to come over to our technology group and lead this technology group. And I was like, yes, like perfect. Like it gave me that in between to get out of the group I was in, but still, you know, be able to expand my responsibilities, expand what I was doing, and then be able to step back and say, okay, what is that next thing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, and you know, I feel like your story is like a testament to like the importance of like your network, like who you know, and like really just cultivating those connections and reaching out to people and not being afraid to say, Hey, I need some help or I'm looking for X, Y, Z. Do you know anything? I think that's so important. And that's one of the reasons why we have monetizing my entrepreneurs Facebook group because I want to cultivate that connection and, you know, facilitate that, that network. Right. So boom. So you got your opportunity, boom, connecting the dots, you got your network, you, you got plugged in, but now you are really trying to move past this incident. Right. So you can have your productivity higher and Mm -hmm. really you, I, I bet you probably realize like, okay, you know, what do I want? Right. Because, you know, these people are controlling a lot of the things of my career. Yeah. So you went to a place of like, what do I want? What do I want to do? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So now let's kick it off from there. That's where you were. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, that was when I got to, I always say, you've got to stop and step back kind of and look at it. Like, okay, I've come so far, but you've got, you've got to take those moments where you just stop and almost take a step back so you can see what's really going on and assess. Like, where do I want to go next? What do I really want? And some of the things that were really important to me were flexibility. My kids were young at the time and I wanted to be able to have some flexibility with what I do and when I do things. And I did, you know, a bit of traveling with the organization, but I wanted to travel in my own terms. I mean, I love travel, but like, I want to be able to take people on retreats and lead retreats. And so now we've done and, you know, retreats in Italy and in the mountains and all these different places. And so I was looking at what do I want? And part of that was that freedom, the freedom to be able to make some of your own choices, the freedom to set my life up the way I wanted to, and the freedom to decide I can pull the plug when I want to pull the plug. Someone else isn't going to pull it on me. Mm, That's so good. And so then how did you transition? So you got yourself out of there. Yeah. How did you transition into leadership? You started in leadership and now where you're going, where are you? Yeah. (laughs) I started in um, leadership coaching. I actually went through my coaching certification while I was still working full time, trying to build my business as so many mompreneurs do, right. Or trying to juggle it all. And after I was doing leadership and career transition coaching for a while, I had so many people start coming to me saying, how did you do it? How did you go from being a VP in the Fortune 100 company to starting your own business? And, you know, the curiosity that they had is one of the biggest things that I heard when I finally just, you know, decided to leave and gave my resignation and told people what I was doing. The biggest thing people said to me is, aren't you scared? Oh, of course. Yeah. And it just shows me how much fear people are in 
to make that leap, to make that transition. And my response to them was, I mean, are there things I'm afraid of? Sure. But I wouldn't be doing this if I was living in the fear. Oh, and you good. have to get living in the fear. It. Yeah. You've got to get to a point where your desire and what you're doing is going to drive you more than the fear of holding you back. Okay. I like this. I want to stay here for a little bit. So let's talk yeah. about fear. I know that's something that many of us go through. It's just a prerequisite for pursuing your dream, for pursuing mm -hmm. your calling or, or whatever it is that you want to do in life. And I really believe that everything is a risk. Sometimes people think like if they get a corporate position or, or it's a, it's like a done deal, like their, their life is set, but even that has its own fears. It just seems more stable because a business can go right. out of business. Right. So I, you know, so entrepreneurship does seem like there is a leap there. There is a leap of faith um, to take there. So when people come to you and say, weren't you afraid? and they come to you with their fears, what do you tell them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is understanding what you really want and getting really mm -hmm. clear on those desires. Because if that's what you really desire and there is a big enough reason, a big enough why behind why you want that, then you need that to be your driver versus the fears. And so, you know, part of it is getting that clarity and I talk about this in my book as well. Like anytime you're making a big transition, what, no matter what it is, it all starts with clarity. It starts with getting the right questions answered because so many people are stuck in the fear because they don't know exactly what they want to do. They don't know how they're going to make it happen. They don't know who can help them do it. And so when you get, start getting the clarity and getting some of those questions answered, then it helps to build your confidence, your courage, and your commitment. Okay. Awesome. So, okay, another question. So once, so you that's the question that you had a lot, right? And when you received those questions, what did you do? Yeah, so first I start asking the questions back to the clients, right? So getting an understanding of where they are, specifically what do they need? And so, you know, I was just having a conversation with someone earlier today who, you know, she's been following me for years and We've reconnected, I've worked with her um, when on the corporate leadership side, but she keeps coming back to me saying, I want to start a business. But then she gets the fear cut sets in is like, I don't know if it's the right time. I don't know if I should do this or just make a career transition. And, and so we were reconnecting this morning and, and I said, you know, I feel like, you know, we keep coming back to the same spot. You have this deep desire within you to make this happen you know, there's something within you that wants to start your own business, but these fears around not knowing exactly how to do it, not knowing you know, we were talking about the puzzle pieces because she feels like, you know, there's all these different puzzle pieces that I have, and I just don't know how to put them all together. And one of the people, Mo, who went through my program this just a few months ago, when she got done, she's like, Tammy, I felt like and when I came, before I came to you, I just like, I felt like there were all these puzzle pieces that I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know how to put them together. And it was just all chaos. She's like, and you just tell us, this is what you need to do. And then you do this. And then and you put the puzzle pieces together for us and make it so simple. And so when you lay it out and can give them the guidance that they need to start answering these questions that are holding them back 
then they can move forward more confidently. Oh, so good. Okay. So you decided that you're getting all these questions, right? Like, oh man, how did you do it? You know, how did you put, you know, transition? And Mm -hmm. so here's when you made your decision, right? Like, okay, I'm going to pivot from my leadership. I'm going to go ahead and pivot into this area because I'm naturally attracting, you know, with ease, people that need to get started, right? Yes. And it took my, one of my coaches like hitting me over the head saying, Tammy, would you just go help these people? <laughs> like She's like, they're asking for your help. Would you just go help them? And I'm like, but I got to stick to my thing. Right. And yeah. she's like, no, this is the time. This is, this is what people are now coming to you for and want your support with. And so sometimes it takes someone else pointing it out for you and saying, Hey, mm. listen, there's, there's this whole other market over here that really wants you. Are you going to go? Yes. Help them? yes. And that's one of the things that I ask people is like, what are you getting the most questions from? You know, mm-hmm. gain your, your like, if you're going to make that digital product, if you're going to make that course, or if you're going to make that program, what is it that you're going to be answering, right? And yeah. what are you naturally attracting with ease, effortlessly, that people are just in your DMs, mm-hmm. like asking you those questions? Because yeah. that's where I find where the gold can be, right? where your sweet spot can be because Mm -hmm. this is actually a need and people feel that connection with you that you're able to facilitate that need right so boom your own your own mentor your own coach is like hitting you over the head like (laughs) what are you doing like there's opportunity right there and so now you started helping um people transition i'm thinking right from the corporate into entrepreneurship right yes How did that transition look like? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, it was a bit of me warming up to the idea at first, you know, like, okay, is this, is this where I want to go and working with a couple people to make sure that it was, it is what I wanted to do. And then once I got into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love these people. I love helping them and serving them because, you know, one of the struggles I had, and I'm sure you probably saw something similar in your business, but when you make that leap and you get going. I always say, as soon as you put that entrepreneur hat on every social media out there knows that you are now trying to start a business and you get targeted with all these ads saying like, I've got the one thing that's going to make you millions. I've got the solution for everything that you need. (laughs) And so (laughs) isn't it like how many of those a day do you get? And when you're new as an entrepreneur, you don't know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And the thing is, all of those things work at some point, but they don't all work for startups. And so being able to understand, okay, exactly what do I need to do first? Then what do I introduce in my business? And what's that next step? And that's what I try to help people understand is you cannot jump into what you see every influencer doing because you're not at, you're not at that stage of your business yet. We've got to get the foundations in place yet. And then we're going to start layering some things on in the right order to make that happen so that you can go through those phases faster to get to the influencer that you're watching and want to be like, but it doesn't start there. Yeah. I like that, you know, um, because there's a gift, there's a gifting in that, you know, working with, the beginner or working with someone in the middle or working in someone, you know, at a different level, right? It's just, there's all the scale, right? Scaling. Yeah. So 
one of the things I did like that you said was talking about like getting started in the beginner and like you don't know what to do you you had someone reach out to you they were like hey I don't know which direction to take um then you come in and say hey here are the puzzle pieces right so how does that process look like someone comes to you boom do they have an idea like this is my or do they like I don't know what I want to do, but I do know I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> How is it that they come to you? <laughs> yeah, I work with a couple phases of people. I say there's the phase zero, I call them the dreamer, that they're just like dreaming of doing something different. Sometimes they have an idea of what it is. Sometimes they have no clue. They just know they want to do something different. They want to start a business, but they don't know how, they don't know what it is. And they haven't made any money yet. So they're in the dreamer phase, even those that you know know what they want to do they're still like just dreaming about it. They may have then started taking courses or doing different programs, but they're really not making money. So they don't have a business yet. And so that's kind of the, the first phase of people that I work with and helping them get that clarity around what it is, how to turn that business into a, you know, that idea into a profitable business. And then I also work with people who are a little bit further along and they've been in business for a while, but they're still not getting that consistent income. And so they're in that fear of, am I going to have to go back and get a job? Do I need to do something different? Is this not the right business for me? And they're trying to figure out how to make more consistent income. And so I have programs for each of those two groups of people that are two different programs that I work with people on in my boot camp for the startups. And then I have a business school, the Inspired Business School for people that are ongoing and continuing to build and scale and grow their businesses to get to that consistent income. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, one of the parts that I wanted to go into, because there's so many different facets and there's so many different directions that we can go here. And I know that we have a limited time. So I want to make sure I get the goods, all of the goods of what our audience I think would need, you know, because we have monetizing mompreneurs and we have fur moms and we have, yeah. you know, plant moms. <laughs> yes. I consider all of them mompreneurs. <laughs> Um, because there's a, there's a nurturing there, mm -hmm. but, um, so when they have this fear and they're trying to transition, what do you advise them to do? They have their corporate and they're kind of like doing the freelance, but they have the corporate and, but they're freelancing. So when do they take that leap? You know, oh, should they yes. have, ah, should they have like, good, right? I know, I know. I want to know this one. <laughs> yes, it's a good question. Everyone's always like, when is the right time? So yes. there's not an exact formula, right? Like I've heard some coaches say, you need to be making 60% of your revenue on your, on the side or 80% before you go full-time. And the thing is like, if you were making that much working part-time, like there's, the balance just isn't quite there. So I think it depends on a few things. One, where you're at from a financial standpoint, where you're at from a health and wellness standpoint, from where you're at in their current position. Because if you're in a job where you're not being treated properly or things are stressing you out, you need to leave a lot faster than someone who's just kind of like, you know, I'm okay with my job. I'm okay with it for now. I just know that in, you know, a year or two, I'd like to semi-retire and go to the next job or, or start my business or that I have like a certain period of time that I want to make things happen. But one thing I will say is I, I like to set very specific goals. So 
you know, for me, one of the things that I did was I started looking at, you know, I was going through my coaching certification, started working with clients and I set a very specific goal of what I wanted from my bonus, from my corporate job the next year in order to leave my business. And it was a number that was much greater than anything I had ever gotten for my bonus. So it was a stretch. It was not something that I was just going to like expect to get. And when the day I kept like saying it to myself, like I, every day I'd be walking into the office and from the garage where I parked my car to my office, I was like, instead of getting like frustrated that I have to go into the office, I'm like, today's the day I'm going to give my resignation and I'm doing my little like happy dance. And I'm thinking about the day that I'm going to turn in my resignation. I'm thinking about getting that bonus that I had set myself up for, because I knew if I could get that, then it gave me some stability to be able to start my business. And so those are some of the factors I think you've got to take into play because the day that my boss called me and told me what my bonus was going to be that year, it was the exact dollar amount that I had been thinking about for months, like not a dollar more, not a dollar less, the exact number. Oh my goodness. I just went like, <gasps> I had my phone, <laughs> I had it on mute, my mic, but I just did a, a, a deep, <gasps> cause that is so good. That is so good. And you know, our words are so, so powerful. You know, oh. life and death are in the power of the tongue and we mm -hmm. are able to create realities guys we are able to do this and that's one of the things I say to myself right now I'm growing a team I am constantly saying to myself I have my dream team I have my dream team yes <laughs> love it absolutely like we've got to put those that those thoughts and those feelings in our mind like I have daily reminders that come up on my phone for very specific goals for things that I want to do like you've got to be really clear on what it is you want Yes. And then program your life to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Because the mind, wherever you're, whatever you're telling your mind, the mm -hmm. mind is so powerful. And Absolutely. I think that a lot of us don't know the capacity that our minds have. Like, take a look at your life. That is actually what you believe that you deserve or want in your life. Is Your reality is what you desire in, in some form or facet. Yeah is what you desire in your life or what you believe that you should have, you know, as a product of your thought life. And so I really believe in being cognizant of our words and being cognizant of how we're thinking because it will somewhat articulate into our physical lives. Like mm -hmm. one of the things I did, I remember back a long time ago and I, and I recently did it again as an example. And I told someone, <laughs> I was saying, this is what I've done, right? I, I take my bills and I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for these bills. Just as easily as these bills can come in, so can money come in, right? Yes. That's what started happening. I started receiving checks in the mail. And because I said that example, you know what I just received? I received a check in the mail. I love it. <laughs> I did. So it's so powerful. And sometimes it you, it's so powerful. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer to come in. For whatever reason but when mm -hmm. you start practicing and being cognizant of your words you start seeing things like come into your world even in the desires of your heart like being cognizant of what it is that you truly want you know what is in your heart are you excited for something a simple trick is also if you're feeling fear to switch it to excitement that something amazing is going to come in just switch yes. it 
don't dwell in that fear. Don't dwell that that's what's going to happen. Okay, so back to your story. So you're there. Oh my gosh. You get called in. You get the bonus at exactly what you were believing for, right? And speaking into existence, what happened next? Yeah, so right before um, I had gotten this call, about three months before that, I also found out out that they were letting my boss go and they gave me a promotion an expanded role. So not only like was I in this moment of okay, I just got the exact number that I was like said if I get this I'm going to leave, but I was also in a position where I just got promoted and took on expanded role and like you know, lots of things were shifting and happening and so I did go in and get my resignation. And when I walked out, that feeling was just like amazing. Right? It was like the, the relief, you know, I loved the people I worked with. I, I loved the work that I did. I just didn't love the politics. I didn't love some of the strings that were being pulled in different ways. And so knowing that I was at this point that I could say, I'm going full-time in my business. This is what I do now. It was just such a relief. Wow. I mean, I got chills. Honestly, I got chills from that story because it's just so impactful, you know? So, okay. So we can see that you've pretty much um, decided to have a little bit of a cushion before you went into Mm -hmm. a full-time because you needed the time, right? To just recoup, you know, set up your marketing strategy, set up your stuff so you can really like go full steam ahead. Yeah. So what, what did that cushion cover for you? Did it cover six months, three months, a year? Like what did it cover? Well, it probably could have covered a year or more, but we didn't, we decided, you know, we didn't change our lifestyle exactly right away. And so it probably lasted about six months just because we were still living under the, the premise of what I was making before, but it, it gave me that ability to just know that my family was going to be okay and we could make things work. And, you know, during that time, I was looking at what do I need to do? Where do I need to grow? How do I need to change? How do I need to be a better entrepreneur and really step into this role and started learning some of the things that I knew I wasn't great at, like sales. I mean, I kept saying I was not a salesperson. Like I can't remember how many times I've said that. And now like I realize, you know, one, I realize sales is service, right? If I am not offering my services to people, then I don't have a business. And so reframing a lot of that and understanding where it comes from. I always tell people now, like, do not say you're not a salesperson if you're in business, because that's all you do. (laughs) All you do is, I mean, it's not sales, right? It's, it's being able to to service people. Yes. It's just a communication. It's just a talk. Like someone tells you, Hey, I'm struggling with this and you have the solution. Hey, I got the solution. It's just a simple exchange and you can get it right now. (laughs) Yes. And you're doing them a disservice if you don't offer it to them. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. 100%. I totally believe that it depends, but that's where, you know, there's a whole nother avenue with sales. But the one thing that I will leave behind with sales, if you don't believe in the price 
of what you're selling, what makes you think the other person, the other side of you will? Because that energy, they will feel it. And it's really about your energy. You believe in the product, uh, you know, your your energy, your your vocabulary, everything Mm -hmm. that you are saying is going to articulate the belief in the product, right? And that's when someone is like, okay, you, like you believe in it? I'm, I'm more apt to also consider in the belief of it. <laughs> yes, 100% agree. Yes, you've got to show oh. that you have the confidence in it because if you don't believe, and no one else is. No, okay. And we have a few minutes. One last question. All right. When was it? that you said, I got this, like, cause you had a six month time frame. You're like, I got to get this done within six months. I got to be profitable. And at the level that I'm used to, right. Mm-hmm. Did you set that goal or was it like, I'll see like, you know, how, how did that look for you? Oh, good question. So for me, it was, you know, I thought it was going to be easy in some ways. Right. So I'm like, okay, all I have to do is, you know, get a few clients and this is going to be easy. And when I started doing it, I realized like I ended up spending so much time, what I call behind the screen (laughs) instead of out in front of people initially. And it's one of the bigger lessons that I learned in the beginning. And what I really help people with now is understanding the balance of like, you feel like you have to build so much for your business. Like you've got to build a website and you want to have a freebie and you've got to have all of these things and social media and it just gets overwhelming. And the truth is you don't have to have a lot of that when you're starting. You can start without really any of it by having conversations, by talking to people, to being clear on what it is you're offering and start making the money before you go spend all the money on building all of these other things. And so those were some of the lessons that I had learned early on and realized like, I got to start getting out. Like I'm spending all this time, like trying to build funnels and all of these different things and taking all of these courses and going to all these events and all these different things and realize that there's a point when you got to stop absorbing and start, you know, stop the learning aspect of it, which so many new entrepreneurs are in that learning phase. And they can, some of them spend like six years, just like going to events and trying to learn and they're not really implementing any of it. And you got to start taking those actions. Oh my gosh. I feel like I can continue. (laughs) We could go on forever. I know it's so good, but it's, it's so needed. And I feel like this conversation is needed and I'm so thankful for you coming on the show, Tammy. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on my website, Tammy Jaffe, T-A-M-I-J-A-F-F-E.com. But I also wanted to share a gift with your audience, if that's okay. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to share with those of you who are thinking about making that leap, or even those of you who have started to make the leap, but you still haven't gotten to that consistent income in your business, go grab my jumpstart kit. It's the corporate to cash jumpstart kit. And it's to help you go from employees to entrepreneurs without all of the headaches. Amen. I love that. To grab it, I would, that was like transitioning. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tammy. Absolutely. It was such a pleasure being here with you. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindamendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.